Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Plenty ahead. We got the Moist Line folks coming in the 5 o'clock hour. This will be their last appearance of 2022. That's it. The last Moist Line of the year. Uh, also, later on this hour, we're going to talk to someone who is behind the attempted recall of Kevin DeLeon from office as Los Angeles City Council member. Yep, they got approval to start collecting signatures, and uh, we'll talk to one of the organizers in about 30 minutes. Well, as he does uh, frequently, Alex Stone from ABC News is going to come on and tell us that the police in Moscow, Idaho, have uh, nothing on the investigation of this. Uh... Over a month, they have nothing. Back to you. Okay. Thirty-three days. You're getting thirty-three a little, days. Getting a little tired of doing this. Yeah. Well, and now everything is around this white car that we were talking about earlier in the week. Um, the the 2011 to 2013 Elantra uh, that um, that they are really focused in on that they think, and maybe they're going down the wrong road, but they think that this is what is going to crack the case for them. That maybe whomever was inside of this Elantra that they believe was in the area around the time of the murders that they might have information on the crimes, they may be the killer, um, or they may have just been an Uber driver and driving through, or somebody uh, jumping in and going to work. They don't know. But now they're going out there and saying, okay, if you know of anybody who has a hidden Elantra out there, we want to talk to them. Maybe it's in a garage. Maybe it hasn't been driven in a while. The captain uh, that's running all this, Moscow Police. Maybe your neighbor has one in the garage that they don't drive very often. Maybe... um 
there's one that's just not on the registration database. Let us know. So now here's the new wrinkle in this. There is a gas station about a mile outside of this search area that they have been focused in on looking for surveillance video and any other evidence where this outside of that area, search area, only by about a mile, gas station went back and looked at their video. And on the morning of the murders, around 345 in the morning, there is a fuzzy image, grainy, not real close out on the street, image of a white car driving by. Well, police believe that may be the, the car that they're looking for. Could also be anybody who happened to be in a white sedan driving by. Um, but that is causing them, they say, that they have looked at all of the video from within the search area. They don't seem to have a whole lot. So now they're going to expand what they want to see and, and the, the video and, you know, maybe where that uh, gas station is, that maybe that's where the killer drove either to or from the crime scene. And they're going to find more the, evidence out there. The white, the white car in the video in front of the gas station is, is not necessarily the white car that it may not be. But they think maybe wow. it is at 345 in the morning that there's a white car. Now, it could be any other they, white they car, really, too. They really got nothing. So, I mean, yeah. And, but now they want to expand everything, and the, the chief said... We have looked at um, massive amounts of um, video footage, especially in the critical camera areas, and um, we've looked at the 24 hours prior to and 24 hours after of those, and now we're look, extending that out even further to other cameras and other time, time frames. So, guys, the, the parents of the, the victims are saying, really, only now that, that you're looking beyond the immediate crime scene area for surveillance video 33 days later. And Kaylee Gonsalves, she was murdered. Her parents, uh, they're saying, you got to work faster than this, that surveillance videos, they get copied over constantly if you don't pull them. And did they wonder, will there be anything out there? Or did they already lose that evidence? There's a 24-hour mark on a lot of those little video cams. There's, a, you know, a seven-day, a one, one month. Moon, a one month. We're hitting the month. And if yeah. if that if the key part of the evidence is outside that residence, then we have, it. we have to get get it now. Uh, they're frustrated um, at the pace of all of this. the The chief is saying that they're going to work over Christmas and New Year's. That they're trying to give people days off and relieve them when they uh, need some time. Police are now searching through twenty two thousand registration records for twenty eleven through twenty thirteen Elantras in the Pacific Northwest, trying to find one that hits them in a way that, that maybe they need to uh, dig a little bit deeper on that one. They may have to expand that beyond the, the area. There's just so many of these vehicles out there, and that's the, at least publicly, the best that they've got right now is that they believe that that white Elantra will have something to do with it, but they don't know. They don't have a license just, plate. They don't even have a description well, of who the was in that Well, the thing is they're car. not explaining why. No, they won't They're fixating say. on the Elantra other than they have nothing else to do. They won't say. They, all they'll say is they think that the person in there might have some information, which is typically code for they think the killer was there. But, yeah. but, yeah. but, yeah. They're, but they're not saying that either. They, they, they really don't seem to know. <laughs> I, just right, don't, I don't get it. But thank well, you for we'll coming on. After Christmas and New Year's, do you think, uh, or has this gone cold? It, it well, seems what are the like FBI that, agents doing? There's dozens of them up there. There are a lot of them up there. And, well, what are they doing? Uh, the, well, they the, chief, the chief says that they are helping him out, that he is in charge of this, that it's his case unless he gives it up. Um, it can't go federal at this point. There's not a federal crime, but he could give it to a larger state police department or Idaho state police. Um, so he has them analyzing evidence, looking at evidence, um, talking to witnesses who... Now kids have gone home for Christmas or never came back after the murders, after Thanksgiving, um, that they're interviewing those students, 
Um, they're kind of doing the national image on all of this of interviews or looking for evidence that they've got to do, but none of it has, at least what? on the, the surface of it, and we, everybody wanted to give the police the benefit of the doubt early on, but we're over a month into this, and uh, they've got nobody. What about the crime scene evidence through the lab, the forensics, anything? They've been they analyzing have... that. We know they sent something like 150 pieces of evidence to the lab, and it, it doesn't seem like anything conclusive has really come back. The the police chief won't say any of that. We understand through sources that they did get some things back, but whether it was positive for a, a hit on DNA or not, uh, he won't say. And, and again, you know, if, if it seemed like they had anything, that they, they would have gone and acted on it. All right, Alex. I'm sorry you have to go through this. <laughs> you got it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, who gets the assignment. Seems like a couple of times a week. To get updates on the murder of the four college students in Moscow, Idaho, And today it's a fixation, as it was a few days ago, on a white Hyundai Elantra. Somewhere between the make years of 2011 and 2013, they're fishing through 22,000 registrations in the area for a car like that. So, wow, that's sad. All right, we got more coming up. It's the John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after the news at 3.30, our first chance to talk to somebody uh, behind the latest attempt to recall from office L.A. City Councilman Kevin DeLeon, who a week ago today got into a little scuffle there with an activist at a toy giveaway event, a holiday event. He uh, even had his Santa cap knocked off in the scuffle. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) He will not quit. And uh, Spokeshole, and I think Deleon was on CNN recently, made that clear. So I will not quit. So, so these activists are going to keep chasing him and they're going to keep having fistfights? Maybe. But if they get a recall on the ballot and he's removed that way, well, they get their wish, right? It could take a while. We'll talk about it after 3.30 with one of the organizers who reached out to us and said they wanted to come on the show because uh, they probably need money. <laughs> um. Well, we've seen this before. In fact, in this story in the Associated Press, John, have you ever been to the California Library? No. Uh, personally, I have not. The, the California Library? There is apparently like one big state library called the California State Library. Yes. Never heard of it. No. Where is it? <laughs> Probably Sacramento region, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to think the last time I was in a library. It's been a while for me, too. Like, like as an actual uh, user. Because I went through, I went through some smell to a library. Was it the book print? The book. I I would imagine it's the paper. Yeah, the paper. Paper. It always had like this certain smell. Yeah. But yeah, I remember sometimes you'd go down the aisles and you'd see all the coding, and sometimes you know the 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 way the books are filed and. Probably not since my my kids were uh, uh, little toddlers, and they would have little uh, reading. what would Assignments you or no, 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 no. It, it, it's like before they even read. It like story time. Oh, I see. Yeah, I remember taking them to story time over at the local library. Oh, okay. Right. But uh, that would be a long time ago now. <laughs> yes. Well, in its 172-year history, California's had more than 220 failed attempts to break the state up into smaller states. That's the history. Here comes the latest. And apparently the people of San Bernardino did vote narrowly to approve a study for the county to secede from the state. San Bernardino, 2.2 million people. That's a a sizable place. Yeah, 
Uh, I, its biggest city, of course, is the city of San Bernardino, with a couple hundred thousand people. The uh, it's twenty thousand square miles, San Bernardino County. It's big, more land than nine states. Oh yeah, no. So, it's what people don't realize about California is such a huge freaking place that some of our counties uh, outside states, San Bernardino County, goes all the way to the border, the California border, Nevada, right, and Arizona, both. Yeah, wow. That's uh, now much of it's desert. It's useless. Uh, yeah, and you probably know it if you're on your way up to Vegas. You go through Barstow. There it is, right in the middle of San Bernardino. But boy, would that area hold a lot of homeless people. They <laughs> they ever start building camps out there. Uh, as I said, it was narrowly approved, and it might surprise people a couple of things with this past election. Uh, it turns out that the, the county actually does have more registered Democrat voters than Republicans by about 12%. But uh, they didn't vote for Newsom too strongly in the last election. In fact, uh, Newsom lost the county by five points. Ah, how about that? Even the- though Democrats outnumber Republicans. He lost there. So there is a level of frustration with state government. Yeah. I mean, it, it used to be re- all Republican territory up until recently. And I don't. Oh, yeah, but now it's 12 point margin for yeah. Democrat registered voters over Republicans. And... Well, they've also had an enormous amount of immigration. Yeah. And of course, didn't they go bankrupt? They did go bankrupt. San Bernardino City. Maybe San Bernardino just... City went bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. You're right. One solidly Republican. Recent population growth has become more diverse and democratic. Yeah, diverse. that's usually from migration, right? <laughs> that's, that's the migration, yeah, which is the whole point of allowing all that migration. They're making the usual arguments that they don't get enough tax money back for as much as they put into the state coffers or the federal coffers. That's the argument being made by some of the political leaders. Uh, an Ontario mayor, Paul Leon, said, everybody outside this county thinks we're the wild, wild west. But we get a pittance well, when it comes to state and federal yeah. aid for roads, courthouses, and transit. Well, you know what it is? is there's, there's a lot of people who may be Democratic, right, in name. And they're nominally, you know, that's the way they vote. But they're not, they're not into this woke garbage. They're being asked to swallow a lot of new ideas. A lot of them are weird. A lot of them are crazy like uh, the, 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 the climate stuff. Right. You know, the, the no gas-powered cars. I, I mean, peop, normal people look at that and say, what are you, nuts? And so there's too much what are you, nuts stuff coming out of Sacramento. And so I think that is souring a lot of Democrats who are not necessarily running to the Republicans, especially the Republican Party in California, has been a joke for 20 years. I mean, just an absolute waste of time joke. So they, 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 there's, there's nobody with an answer here. Which leaves you frustrated, which so somebody says, hey, how about we secede? Okay, fine. We'll secede. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, unlike places like L.A. County and a few other counties, there's Democrats in San Bernardino County who are feeling the pinch of inflation, the gas prices, the well, unemployment. They, because a lot of them have to drive into L.A. and Orange County for their jobs. Right. And they're stuck on all those godforsaken freeways that are backed up till hell to, twice a day. Nah. Using enormous amounts of gas, and the gas was six fifty a gallon, and you're sitting there, and again, this is this is not even politics anymore. This is just trying to get through the day, and everything seems to be a disaster. And then you layer on all the woke garbage on top of it that nobody will shut up about, 
Yeah. Kurt Hagman, chairman of the Board of Supervisors, he's a Republican, I believe. He's been on our show. There's a lot of frustration with state government and how public dollars are spent. Far too little coming to the county. The county will look at whether billions of dollars in state and federal funds are fairly shared with local governments in the Illinois Empire. Basically, what this means, this vote, is to put together a commission to study the idea of San Bernardino seceding and becoming its own state. This is a process that is onerous, if not impossible. John always, of course, remembers about the state of Jefferson people. Oh, yeah. Two dozen northern California counties have been talking about forming their own state, seceding from the state of California. Well, well it's but difficult. This is to... a cumbersome, almost impossible process. It's, it's very difficult uh, because there, there's so many hoops. you got to get too many entities to, to agree to it. And, right. and then once you become your own state, you are responsible entirely for your own revenue. And you have to get your own uh, state police, for example. And the northern counties in, in California, and I've, I've, I've been there some, and I understand their frustration. You know, because all the stupid environmental laws and regulations that they have in California, they can't, uh, they, they, they can't, uh, they can't cut down the timber that they need to, to survive. Or do the mining that they need to do to survive. They live off the resources of the earth. And all those resources are constricted by all these nutty environmental regulations. So that's what frustrates them. And there's no replacing that economy. You know, the tech companies aren't moving to Northern California, nor are the people there qualified to work at the tech companies. So they're going to form a committee. That's the next step in this ballot measure. Form a committee composed of public and private sector members to do an analysis of funding that will compare San Bernardino to other counties. And I guess if they find out they're really getting the short shrift, they would go to the next stage. Um, this may be more of a feel-good measure just for people who well, you, you have to get would like to leave the state. You have to get the California legislature, and you also have to get uh, Congress. You would to yes. approve oh, this. Yeah. You know, they, there's a reason we haven't had a new state added since 1959. Hawaii, right? Yeah, that's the last time that we had a new state added. Yeah. And that so. that and Alaska were for uh, natural uh, for. Uh, Defense purposes. Yeah. Because we wanted to have, you know, nuclear outposts to take on uh, Russia, China, and anybody else who wanted to attack us from uh, the West. But I like how this Associated Press story does lay out something that's lost on a lot of people. The state of California, now officially, people say 39 million. We no longer say 40 million people, and mm. we are losing that seat in Congress. 53 down to 52 congressional seats. That's a big deal, which is underplayed by the massive media here, including the El Segundo Times, yeah. losing a seat in the House of Representatives. That doesn't happen. People are moving out. It, uh, That's like it, a Rust Belt thing. Well, it's, yeah, exactly. Well, this, no, this place is dying. And, and uh, the South is now on the upswing, and uh, the, uh, the Southwest, states like Texas, Arizona, Nevada, they're on the upswing. It's their turn. But right. California is spent. Uh, it's, it's a blown bag. <laughs> <laughs> the way the Rust back. Belt uh, states were were blown bags a couple uh, of well, decades ago. But the, you know what? 352 companies moved their headquarters out of California between 2018 and 2021. 352. All right, coming up next, Oscar is coming on the show. He reached out to us, and he says he's part of the effort to collect signatures 
for the petition to recall Kevin DeLeon from the L.A. City Council. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, the three council members that were caught on that uh, infamous leaked audio recording, well, one was Nuri Martinez, she resigned. Another was Gil Cedillo. He's done. He got beaten in the election, and he's done with the city council. The third one is still there. His name, of course, now known by everybody even around the country, is Kevin DeLeon. We call him Kevin Leon because he added the D-E for purposes of his campaigning. Uh, he's refusing to quit. Uh, there was a scuffle last Friday night, of course, after he showed up at the L.A. City Council meeting on Friday morning. Uh, the thing that really needs to be done if you want him out of office is a recall. Now, there is now one officially underway. They have to collect 20,437 signatures to affect a recall vote for this 14th district seat, council district. We're going to talk to Oscar Gutierrez, and he's one of the organizers for the recall Kevin DeLeon movement. Uh, Oscar, welcome to the John and Ken Show. How are you? Hi, John. Hi, Ken. Thank you for having me on the show today. All right. Let's lay out the uh, case for recalling Kevin DeLeon. Well, of course, we all know that he refuses to resign from his position on the city council. So the recall effort basically is a last resort, last effort to basically draw a line in the sand. Uh, If he does not resign, we are going to recall him. We need to collect signatures, as you say, over 20,000 signatures before March the 31st of 2023 next year and so we are looking for volunteers we are looking for of course money to help fund the campaign but most of all we need people who are aware of that in our district the los angeles city council district of number 14. we need people today and we need people in the future in case the recall does go to fruition we also need people to volunteer to make sure that we have candidates that are within suitable credibility to run for office. Besides what he said on the tape, are there other issues that have been bubbling uh, in in the district that would cause people to want to recall him? Well, that's a good question. The thing is that recording was made over a year ago or approximately a year ago. So within that year, the year before and the year after, what other things has he done to garner such let's just say, a repugnant and loss of credibility of his office. I mean, we don't know. All we know is that tape. So, again, with all the controversy going in City Hall, uh, and again, that that uh, melee that happened on, uh, for that Christmas event that he hosted where he got into a fight, I feel that as a member of the City Council, he's lost credibility. He no longer can be a representative because, again, he's a distraction and we're losing our ability to represent our community effectively. He has lost basically the, an effective position to govern from his position. So, and again, it's it's a lack of, of leadership, and we look at it as a vote of no confidence in this recall. Do you believe that there is a deep base of people in that council district who want him out? Because last Friday... Supporters of DeLeon showed up and confronted the protesters who largely seem to be from outside the district with these uh, ever-present activist groups. Are you concerned about this? Well, I'm not concerned because they don't live in the district. They don't have any credibility or should even get involved in it. I live in the district. I live in a part of the district called El Sereno, not far from Highland Park or Lincoln Heights. 
So I feel I have a, as a stakeholder, as a community activist and, and uh, a person who lives in the community, I feel it's my duty to recall Kevin DeLeon as well as other members of the recall. Again, if you want to know more about the recall, go to www.recallkdl.org or .org. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm living in a district where we had a near recall. And even though it fell a little bit short for mysterious reasons, there definitely, from people I talked to in the district, there was definitely uh, a lot of support to get rid of Mike Bonnet, uh, the councilman there. Yeah. And, and eventually he quit before he was going to lose the next election. But there were so many people talking, and they were talking about the hard issues of the homeless encampments that were spreading everywhere and the way Bonnet was handling that issue. When you talk to people, do you get the sense that there are, there is a critical mass fed up with him, disgusted with him? Yes, there is a critical mass. And in fact, this is a bipartisan effort, both by Republicans and Democrats in the district, people who live in the community, who are just basically tired of all the drama and the problems that are occurring. Again, it's not a political issue in the sense that we don't have representation now in the city council. Every time he goes to the city council, it's disrupted by protesters. And, and let's, just say, let's just say this all blows over in a year. He still has that stigma of what has he done and what he could have probably done. And, again, it just makes him less credible as a member of the city council. As So we, we're focusing more on the fact that, we need to have new representation. That way we can get things done. And we have a history in the city council district 14 uh, of basically people like Jose Weizar and other politicians who have taken money under the table and crooked politicians and all kinds of backdoor deals and people violating the Brown Act. And so we're looking for new representation today. <laughs> Hopefully he resigns, but if he doesn't resign, we're going to go forward with the recall. <laughs> and again, we do need money and volunteers. Yeah, I mean, people, yeah, I would think pe so. people have to support a better quality candidate here. Weezar followed by De Leon. That is a bad run. Yes, I agree. And I mean, we've had, you know, other representation that wasn't so good. I don't want to mention those names because I don't want to dilute or take away from the fact that the focus on this, this recall is Kevin DeLeon. He's no longer a credible representation for our district, and he's lost credibility, and he's no longer an effective leader in our community. Well, that's an interesting angle that, regardless of what people think about his comments, he just can't be effective anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, he can't be effective. He's no longer he, – his, his uh, voice has been muted by the fact that he was involved in that – I would say a crony type atmosphere where they're talking about, you know, gerrymandering the districts and then talking about racial aspects about other people and their children and comparing them to handbags. Uh, that's cringeworthy enough. But again, now he's no longer an effective member. He can't go to the city council without disruption. He can't even hold a Christmas event without disruption. Uh, I don't, see any point in keeping them as a representation of our leadership in our community we need new leadership i don't care where it comes from i my only concern right now is recall de leon 
And whoever wants to run to take over that position, they're more than welcome to. It's a free country, but we need to get rid of Kevin DeLeon. Kevin must go. Kevin must resign. And if he doesn't resign, as a last-ditch effort, as a final resort, we have to focus on removing Kevin DeLeon and getting those signatures. So anyone who's listening, please go to the website, and uh, hopefully you guys will put the website on yours or a link on your site. Oh, we will. Uh, to, yeah, just because we need volunteers. We need money. We also need people, boots on the ground, to go door-to-door to collect the signatures. And, again, this is a final last-ditch effort, the, the line in the sand, and we we just – need to get rid of Kevin DeLeon. He's just not effective as a leader. And, and if there was a vote, how long from now would it be? You see, the signatures are due by March 31st, so I would only assume the soonest they could do that is maybe June. June. If not yeah. June, maybe November. So we're hopefully we'll get the signatures required, and uh, any other information would have to come down the line. We don't know what's going to happen, but... We are definitely passionate about this issue. We definitely want to get new leadership. And, again, uh, Kevin Leon must go. All right. RecallKDL.org. Oscar, thanks for coming on. I appreciate all your help, and it's nice seeing you guys again. Hopefully we'll meet later in the year to talk about this issue again. Okay. Oh, absolutely. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll put a link up on the webpage. Boyle Heights, downtown L.A., Eagle Rock, Lincoln Heights. These are some of the neighborhoods in Kevin DeLeon's 14th district council seat that is recallkdl.org more coming up john and ken kfi am 640 live everywhere the iHeartRadio radio app we're talking border after four o'clock mark krikorian will be here the center for immigration studies and of course this story is finally getting some attention from a lot of the media uh, title uh, 42 is about to end it was a way to keep people from claiming asylum turning many back because of covid19 but it appears in less than a week it is going to end, and that is already leading to a rush at the border, numbers that uh, nobody has really seen ever. So we'll talk to Mark about it, who maybe can explain uh, how, and he actually wrote an editorial, this is what they want to happen, Biden and his supporters. So we'll get to that after 4 o'clock. Uh, we are just talking about the recall effort against Kevin DeLeon. I noticed, um, John, if we're supporting the recall, mm. this is one of those rare times that uh, the El Segundo Times is with us. They oh. wrote an editorial, even though they were against the recall efforts against George Gascon and Newsom, they support the De Leon Except recall. they promoted this clown for all these years. <laughs> all these all these people that they have ended up denouncing in recent times, they repeatedly over and over again endorsed and gave all kinds of uh, knob-slobbering, tongue-bath articles promoting their uh, their terrible deeds. They do point out in their editorial something rather funny. If uh, he does have to campaign against the recall, he'll have to hire people like a consultant and a team, and he'll have to raise money. Although he could tap the $3.1 million in his De Leon for Lieutenant Governor 2026 campaign fund. I didn't even... (laughs) That's where he thinks he was going to go next after city council. Yes, and after that, he'd become governor in his mind. Just like Newsom did. Like Garcetti wanted to be. Garcetti yeah. wanted to be se- senator, governor, and those... President, those, though. Garcetti wants to be well, president. Uh, yes, but, well, you can get there via governor, obviously. But those pathways here in California were blocked. So that's right. why he jumped to the president, president idea, because he couldn't move people out of the way. And now on the homeless front, the announcement today from Mayor Karen Bass, 
five days after she announced the state of emergency was an executive order. Uh, an executive order. Well, on we paperwork. Have a, we have about a minute of audio where she explains her executive orders today she issued. Well, first of all, what's right at hand are all of the projects that are in the works right now. And this executive director, we have, we have a list of over 24 projects that can move quicker. I think the question of building housing throughout the city is a bigger question that I am hoping is taking place in neighborhoods around the city. And then the very best way to deal to me with nimbyism is for uh, uh, neighbors to get together yeah. and decide where they think the housing should be. And I certainly learned over the last year that there were neighborhoods that were adamantly resistant to one yes, thing. Mine. But they had other proposals to present. And I think that that's I don't have the best any. way that it should work. Not forcing something on someone, but getting neighborhoods together to say, we don't like this, but this is where no. we have skin in the game. No. Because the bottom line you is none of my you cannot skin, build lady. all this housing in South L.A., East L.A., Pico Union, or the East Valley. Those are areas that already are overcrowded with two right. and three families. Well, then they have to the fight. Housing. Yeah, she made this comment, I think, even before the election that every council district is going to have to take on some of these homeless people. No, you know what? And that, that's what's, uh, what's ridiculous about this. No neighborhood has to take in vagrants from all over the country, especially ones who have uh, drug problems and mental illness. That's not our problem. Send them back to the mommies and daddies that threw them out of the house, who uh, probably in a lot of cases abused these people and so, uh, traumatized them. That, 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 that's not on my uh, front lawn. Get out of here. What we're going to do is we're going to start checking out her schedule on a daily basis and see what she's doing on this state of emergency over homelessness in the coming weeks. We'll probably skip the Christmas holiday period coming up here and begin that in January. All right, coming up next, Mark Krikorian will be our guest, executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies. The topic, of course, is the crush at the border, the end of Title 42, and how come Joe Biden says there are more important things going on? John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.